So today's daf is daf Pei Gimel, page 83. We are up to the Mishnah, about nine or ten lines from the top of the daf. And this Mishnah is going to discuss, we're familiar with the halacha of Nosar, that it's not allowed to be, the, there's not allowed to be any leftover meat from the Karbon Pesach. Um, what do we do with the leftover other parts, which are simply uh, not edible? What status does that take on? How should that be handled? We know that the meat needs to be burnt. What about the other parts? So here we go. Says the Mishnah, Pei Gimel Amod The leftover meat, along with the bones. Okay. Now, obviously, the bones weren't eaten, but... It's going to be left over from the carbon. We know the bones weren't allowed to be broken. The meat needed to be cut off um, of the bone. Okay? And there's also, uh, Rashi explains, marrow, which is edible inside the bone. And the gidin, the sinews as well. Now, some sinews um, can be quasi-edible. The Allah is yisarfu b'shisha asr. So you're going to burn these all. All these things are going to be burnt on the 16th day of Nisan, which is in St. Louis, the second day of Yom Tif. In Eretz Yisrael, it would be the first day of Chol Hamoid. Okay? And um, Rashi is going to explain that the reason why it had to wait till the 16th is because particularly for these things, the burning of the nisar, the bones and the sinews are not allowed to be done on Yom Tif because the only time you're allowed to burn something on Yom Tif, the only reason why Yom Tif is different than Shabbos is because you need it for food. Over here, it's not edible anyway, so you're not allowed to light a fire specifically for it. Therefore, the burning is going to have to wait an additional day. Chal Shisha Shabbos. If the 16th day, first day Cholomite in Eretz Yisrael, falls out on Shabbos, Yisarfu B'Shav you can have to, then you'll push it off an additional day after that, it'll be burnt on the 17th because the obligation to burn no sir, the atzamos, the bones, and the gid, and the sinews do not override Shabbos and Yom Tif. Says the Gemara, Amr of Mari Barabu, Amr of Yisak, Rabbi Barabu, says the name of Yisak, atzamos, kachim, shashim, shu, naisar. You have bone of, bones of kachim, okay? Any carbon that was, that was holy, that has marrow inside, something edible inside, since they become a basis for a Dabar Ha'asr. Now, we're going to learn later on in the Masechta. Okay, we're going to learn later on, towards Mamish, uh, literally towards the end of the Masechta, that there's a Gezeira, there's a decree about Naisar, that even if a person touches it, the person's hands will rabbinically um, become Tameh. And therefore, the same way we wake up in the morning, we wash our hands three times, right? Back and forth, back and forth. The same thing would be true if a person touches Nisar, and that's what Rabari Bar Yisak is mentioning over here. That not only if you touch it itself, uh, the marrow itself, but even the bones. Name is here, let's bring a proof to Rav Mari Baravua, quoting Rav Yisak. Why? We said in the Mishnah, the bones, the sinews, and the nisar gets burnt on the 60th day. Nisan, hot tabas, echidami, what type of bones? Elaim, it blessed by my achip, you're going to say there's no marrow. Lama b'shefa, why are you burning it? Nishdinu, it's not part of a, it's not called nisar. There's no obligation to burn it. There's no meat. You only have to burn nisar. It's something that's not edible. 
doesn't need to be burnt. What are you burning the bone for? It must be that there's marrow inside which is edible, and therefore it also the bone itself, not not the outer part of the bone, but because there's marrow inside the bone, so that also needs to be burnt. If you're going to say something that's there for the purpose of nicer, i.e. the hard part of the bone that's holding the marrow, also is considered like the meat itself, and this would be the reason why you got to burn the bones. You would say that the, the bones that are holding the marrow really are lav mil, so he don't take on any particular important status. Why do you got to burn it? I'll tell you what to do. Nisberinhu, open up the bones, break the bones after you eat the carbon. Now that I break it before, but afterwards we don't know yet. Doesn't seem, why, why wouldn't you be able to, broke, to, to break it? Take out the marrow and get rid of the bone. Take out the marrow and burn it. And then get rid of the, the regular bones. Why did we say in the Mishnah that you got to burn the whole thing no matter what? Rather, you see from here, you see, Shemosh Naisar is an important thing, and therefore, we have a proof to Rami Baravu Amar that that the same way Naisar would be Metame hand, so too the bones would be Metame the hands. And so we have a Mishnah backing up Rami Bar Avua. Amri Light, they said, No, the reason why you burn the bone is not because Shimush of the marrow, that, that which is there to serve the marrow plays a prominent role and also needs to be burnt. That's not why we're doing this. Rather, Kasabar Artana holds when it says that that um, you're not allowed to break the bone. It says, Boy, which means, Bikasher Bafilu Bapasu. Boy, this, that means it's in it. And part of it seems to imply any part of the bone, whether it's the marrow or the outer part. And Mamela, what the Gemara is learning out from this is as follows. We thought that once you eat the carbon Pesach, you're permitted to start breaking the bones. And therefore we said, oh, why not take out the marrow? We have a proof that, that the, even the hard part of the bone is, uh, is uh, considered chashuv because telling me to burn the whole thing. Says Gemara, no. Rather, you're not allowed to break the bone. This prohibition in the Torah of not breaking the bones of the carbon Pesach applies prior to eating, during eating, and even after eating. And that's why the whole bone needs to be broken, because you're not permitted to chomp on the bone and open it up and get out the marrow. Says Gemara, no, I feel the apostle so good, is, uh, If you're going to tell me that it's never permitted to break the bones, does that apply to a carbon Pesach that was possible? person who breaks a bone by a tome or possible carbon is not going to get Malchus. You see that if that once you're done with a with an animal, if it, if you have nothing to gain from it anymore, okay. In this particular case of the of the Mishnah, it's tame or or it became puzzle. So there's no prohibi- there's no prohibition of breaking the bone. Says When it was tame or or puzzle the whole time, it never had a shasa kaiser. These bones never had a time where it was part of a permitted carbon. So then we say you're allowed to break those bones. However, over here where you had a kosher carbon pesach, everything was was uh, fine and dandy. And now, and and uh, we know by a kosher carbon pesach, you're not allowed to break the bones. That prohibition may very well remain in place even afterwards. Uman tano deshani bein Who's the tano who who agrees with this um, logic that there's a difference between a a animal 
that was never kosher in the first place, or an animal that was kosher and now is after the fact, for the example, the carbon Pesach. Zok the Gemara, the Gemara will say, I'll tell you who it is. The, the, uh, Rabbi Yaakov, it's going to be Rabbi Yaakov. The time we learned in the Brisa, that's a Maisish Berubai. It says the carbon Pesach, and now let it break the bone. What does it mean, bite? Can't be broken in it. Bow, bakosher, blade, bapasel. Which means in it, a kosher carbon, and now let it break the bones. But if it was a puzzle carbon, you're permitted. Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov says, if it originally had a shasa kosher, it was a kosher carbon. And then afterwards, it became puzzle. So then you're going to have a problem of breaking the bone. However, if it never had a shasa kosher, never had a time frame of being permitted, there's no prohibition against breaking the bone. Rav Shimonim, Rav Shimonim says, Either way, there's no prohibition. So the one who holds there is a, a discrepancy between the Shas HaKosher or not is going to be Rav Yaakov. He will be the Tana period. End of that discussion. Bottom line is, we had a statement of Rav Yitzchak. We tried saying of Rav Mari quoting Rav Yitzchak, who says that... Um, Bones of Kachim are metame the Adayim. We tried bringing a proof from our Mishnah, and we're responding that this Mishnah is not a disproof, but it's not a proof either. It's dealing with a completely different halacha. Okay. Here we go. Mesve. They asked a challenging question. We said, Leftover bones of Kachim do not need to be burnt. They do not enter the status of Nosar. Only leftover meat that's left past its proper time is called nosar and needs to be burnt. The bones, however, do not need to be burnt. Now, Rashi says that the word etzem naturally should be assumed the bone and everything inside of it, including edible marrow. This that we're saying, the bone does not need to be burnt, we're assuming right now, includes the marrow. Chutzmi after Pesach. Now, this excludes the atzmais ha-pesach. Bepnei hatakalim. The bones of a carbon pesach should be burnt when they become noser. Why? Because of takalim. Because of takalim. Okay, what does takalim mean? Takalim is that it could come to a abeir. Let's discuss this. Hani atzamas hechidam. What are these bones? What's going on? We're talking about marrowless bones. Why are you burning it in the first place? By a carbon pesach, why are you burning? Why is there even a discussion? We're dealing with marrow. And if you're going to say that the outside of the bone needs to be burnt with the marrow, because anything that's serving the marrow also has the status of marrow, so we should say the same thing by bones of kachim. Why are we only demanding? bones of Pesach being burnt, we should demand bones of any carbon to be burnt. Okay? Now, the takala that we said earlier is the Shas HaKaisher, that we had that time frame of the carbon Pesach where it was permitted. Amar Nachmar Yitzhak, Rav Yitzhak says, no, Hakamayiskina, what are we dealing with? I already found bones that were broken and open. So by bones of a non-carbon Pesach, which there's no prohibition of breaking bones. Only by a carbon Pesach does the Pesach say, you should not break the bones. That's a specific carbon Pesach. 
by other sacrifices of Kachim, there's no prohibition of breaking bones. So, Kame Dinahave Naisar Chaltsinu. We're going to say, oh, that the bones are broken. They were, the marrow was taken out and eaten before it even became Nosar. And therefore, these bones never became of service to an edible meat, for, like the marrow. And therefore, you don't got to burn them. But the bones of a carbon Pesach, where it's forbidden to break the bones, so nobody broke it when the carbon Pesach was available. The only time it would be permitted to break it not even, I mean, the only time you would leave the Pasuk would be only once it already became Nosar. The Basar did have a Nosar, who the Chatzinu, and therefore, Vavle Shemesh Nosar, Ubai Yeah, very Gishmak, very, very Gishmak. Let's say this outside. What's the Gemara answer? By a carbon Pesach, we're taught you cannot break a bone. It doesn't say that by any other sacrifice. What happens if I find broken, holy bones with no marrow? So by any other sacrifice, I'll say, oh, I'll tell you why the bones are broken. People who were eating that sacrifice also ate the marrow. You're allowed to eat marrow. Edible. So they must have eaten the marrow in the proper time frame before anything became no, sir. So what was left over, only the not edible outside part of the bone, and Mimela, I don't need to burn these. Because at the time that the outer, not edible part of the bone became Nosar, it's not Nosar because there's no meat. However, by a carbon Pesach, where I find the bones emptied out, there's no marrow. When were these bones emptied out? Do you think they were emptied out before it became Nosar? Not, not possible. Because the Torah gives us a prohibition. You're not allowed to break the bones until Nicer happens. Kvaldin. And therefore, when did, uh, when did the bones break? Obviously, we should assume only once the time period of Nosar kicked in. Therefore, it had a time where it held Nicer, and there, that's why by Karbetzach you would have to burn it. Ravzvid Omar. Ravzvid says, Hachamai Eskina, what are we doing with over here? Going, for example, top of Omar Beis. Shamatzon Tiburin Tiburim. You don't need to talk about where he found cracked, empty bones, but rather we're dealing with he found piles of bones. Umehem chalutzim, and some of them had been, uh, some of them had, are, are now hollow. There's no more marrow. Atzmei skachim, so by bones of kachim, they memshim shvira se'etzim. There's no prohibition of breaking the bones. The kulu avi chalutz luhuvachalu. So we'll say that the whoever broke the bones was also eating their marrow. V'loy ba'yisreifa, and therefore it never held nicer. You don't need to burn it. Atzmas Pesach, the bones of Pesach, Teishvim Shoshvirus Ha'etzam, that has the prohibition of breaking the bone. Dilma Hani Dechaltsinu, Lahanach Loichaltsinu. I would say, oh, maybe some of them were emptied of their marrow and some were not. Ubay Shreifa, and therefore you're going to have to burn it. Period. End of that discussion, completely dealing with broken bones. Okay. We're now up to Amrav Yudom Arav, six lines from the top of Pegimel Amr Beis. And there's no two dots here, okay? There's no colon here, but there really, really can be. Because we're going back and to the next part of our Mishnah, our Mishnah on Amr Aleph, on the first side of the dot. We learned 
that leftover bones, sinews, and meat, flesh, the halacha is, you burn it the next day on Shisha Asr. First day Chalamay. Like we explained from Rashi, you're not allowed to burn it on Yom Tif itself. Once the Gar Pesach becomes Nosar and hits the morning of Yom Tif, you're not allowed to burn it yet. Because the Torah only allows burning a fire for eating. Nosar, which is prohibited to eat, you're going to have to wait till the first day Chalamay to burn it. That applies to the bones, the sinews, and the Nosar meat. We've been discussing since the Mishnah, the bones. And now the Gemara on Hamad Bey is going to be discussing the, the next halacha, which we said of leftover sinews. And that's where this Gemara picks up. Here we go. Um, Rebuta says in the name of Rav, Kol basar. All sinews are considered meat. Chutz tzavar. Except for the gidin, except for the sinews that are very, that are uh, large and very tough around the neck. Okay? That is the statement. Sinews are considered like meat, except for the sinews of the neck. Tanam, we learned in a Mishnah, this is a quote from our Mishnah, of the bones, the sinews, and the nicer meat needs to be burnt on the first day of Cholomayed. What type of sinews are we burning? If we're talking about the sinews that are considered like baser. Okay, now Rashi says there's sinews that go throughout the body. Sometimes you'll get a piece of meat or a piece of chicken, there's sinews in there. Because these are standard things in order for the, the body to move. It's part of the right part of the system. So Nachlinu, why are you leaving over the sinews? Those things are really edible. You should eat them. The Idaitaisar, and if you will say, Okay, yeah, you should have eaten them, but you didn't. You know, and those are the sinews we're talking about. So then we shouldn't even separate it from meat. Hainu nicer. That, that it's called meat. It's not even a separate part of the body. That's called when you when you have meat with fats and sinews in it, it's called meat. Alapshita gide tzavar. So it must be the Mishnah's dealing with these gide tzavar, these sinews of the neck that are not considered meat. But one second. If we're dealing with these unique sinews that are not edible and they're right. If you consider it basar, so I understand why you got to burn it. If you can say it's not considered meat, why are we burning it? Okay? So, we had, this is a question on Rav. This is a question on Rav. Why? Because we started this piece of Gemara by saying, Rabbi Yehuda says the name of Rav. All sinews are basar, except for the sinews of the neck. But then we said, in the Mishnah, the sinews that we're dealing with need to be burnt. The, and we're assuming that means the sinews of the neck. So how can you, Rav, say that all sinews are considered flesh? And besides for the sinews of the neck, when we have a Mishnah telling us that you even need to burn the sinews of the neck, that seems to imply it's like Basar. says, We're dealing with the sciatic nerve, the gidanosha, that every year is forbidden deep. I'll leave it to Rabbi Yudah. We'll find the bin of Rabbi Yudah. Tanam learned to the Bryce. Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah says, The gidanosha applies to one of the hindquarters. 
and the the hind side uh, that is called the Gidanosha that's forbidden to eat, he says, my mind tells me it's going to be the right side. Okay? Now, since the Gidanosha from the get-go is never kosher for a Jew, Memela, the Mishnah is giving us a Chiddush. I would think the Gidanasha doesn't enter the category of Nosar and doesn't need to be burnt. It's not left over. It never had a Shasa kosher. This part of the Pesach was never, never had a time period where it was permitted. And therefore, I should not have to burn it. And the, the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that, no, even the Gidanasha, which you know is like automatically not going to be eaten, that also falls into the category of Nosar. Relativshay did the Smuki Misafki, the Rabbi Yehuda, says the Gemara, why don't we, why don't we uh, at least assume that Rabbi Yehuda was in doubt? He had a suffix as to what the halacha is. Why? If Rabbi Yehuda would be so confident that Gid Anosha is the right hindquarter, so why don't we say, eat the left side and throw out the right side? Why would it need to be burnt? Since it never had a Shasa Kaiser, we should treat it like the outside part of a bone and just throw it out. It's not meat. It's not anything. Lama Leisrefa, why are we burning it? It must be Rabbi Yehuda says, you know, burn it because I'm not, my, my mind tells me to get Anusha's the right hind quarter. It may not be. And because we have a concern that maybe it's the left side, you need to still burn the right side. Just in case it's actual nicer. Amar of Ika Archimna Kagain Shuhukru Ula Bisaif Nisarvu. No, it's not necessarily that he was in doubt. It could be he knew it was the right, but the case that he's dealing with is when the two uh, areas of the Giranosha, both on the right and the left, got mixed together, and now he's not sure which one was the right, which one is the left, and Mamela. That's why he says they both must be burnt. Ravashi Amar, Ravashi gives another possible answer, Zok Ravashi, Ravashi says, no, I'll give you another pshat. We're done with the fats that protect the sciatic nerve, the Gedanosha, the Tenement of the Bryson, Shamnoi Mutra, the Gedanosha, the meat itself is forbidden, but the fats over the Gedanosha are permitted but since we're so careful to stay away from transgression, we don't even eat the fats. But that's not really the biblical pro- the prohibition. The prohibition is specific to the meat, we stay away from the areas around the meat as well because we're Kedoshim, we're a holy people. A holy person wants to make sure they don't even come near a potential Avera. Ravina Ravina says, We're dealing with the outer sinews. There's really two sinews. There's a sinew closer to the inside of the body near the bone. That one is Aser. That, that, uh, that sinew is Aser. And it, you know, a person is chay of malchus if they eat it chitzayim. But the outer ones, the outer sinews, which is near the meat, aser the in chayom of. But you're not going to be chay Why? Because only aser as a a only midrabbanon, so that a person doesn't come near to doing the avera. Period. End of that discussion of the sinews. Okay, pretty straightforward. So we got the we we had the discussion of what's considered nizar. For the for the bones, we had a few attempts at that. 
now we and now we just discussed what's going to be considered nicer when the Mishnah says that you need to burn the bones, the sinews, and the meat. Which sinews were we referring to? We said the possibility it may not, not it's not necessarily referring to the sinews of the neck. It may very well be referring to the sinews of the gid hanasha or the sinews that are near the gid hanasha that we say midrabanan don't eat. So those parts you're all going to burn on the 16th day of Nisa. We are now about 10 lines from the bottom of Pei Gimel Amud Beis. If we said the nosar of the carbon Pesach, the leftovers of the carbon Pesach, should be burnt on the 16th day of Nisan. Now if the 16th day of Nisan fell out on Shabbos, so for example, Pesach started on a Thursday night. So Friday is the 15th and Shabbos is the 16th. Then you're going to wait to burn it till the 17th. Bamai, why do you wait to burn your nosar? Generally, we say a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment. The Torah says, I need to actively burn something. I should, the asay should be docha the los asay. The positive commandment should, should, go, should override the negative commandment of burning things on Yom Tefama. And it was also understood like this generally in the yeshiva of Chizkiah. If you can't leave over till the morning, if it is left over till the morning, you got to burn it in fire. It didn't need to say in the morning. Why do you got to say that? Why did you say that it should have said, don't leave it overnight? Why do you got to say, what are you adding that in for? To let us know that if there's ever a chance that the first day um, is not an ideal time to burn it, for example, our case, the first day happens to be on tip, then it's okay to burn it on the second day as well. And since the assay to burn it applies to both day one and day two, I no longer have an excuse for my assay to override the low assay of Yom Tif because the Torah gives me an extra morning. Abai Yom Rabai says, Omar Krah, Ayla Shabbos B'Shabbatai. Ayla Shabbos you brought in its set Shabbos time. Blay Ayla Shchayil B'Shabbos. You can't burn an oil of chayil on Shabbos, like oil of chayil be yomtif, and oil of chayil on yomtif either. Meaning, only time you're allowed to burn a sacrifice on Shabbos is the oil of Shabbos. Don't let me let it burn a sacrifice on yomtif is the oil of yomtif. If this is a carbon coming from a Pesach, that's excluded from this Pesach. Rav Amar Rav says, I have another source. Amar Kral says in the Pesach, Hu levade yaselachem. You're only allowed to work on yomtif for things that you need for yomtif. Who v'loi machshirav? You can only do things that are that are for the actual eating and enjoyment of yomtif, but not for things that are preparations for yomtif and levadai. This alone means v'loi mila shaloi bismanei. The lacha also is you're not allowed to. You're allowed to do a bris mila on Shabbos. You're allowed to do a bris mila on yomtif, but if the mila is shaloi bismanei. And it's excluded from the word levada. You're not allowed to do a mila on Shabbos Yom Tov either. So the same way, you're not allowed to burn your nosar on Shabbos or Yom Tif. You're not allowed to do a brismila on Shabbos or Yom Tif. Rav Ashi Yomar, Rav Ashi says, Shabbos sign the Yom Tif. This that it says, sometimes we call a Yom Tif Shabbos. It's a day of rest. Right? We say this in Kiddush. We call Yom Tif Shabbos sign. Asehu. That's a positive commandment. We're obligated to rest. People view, unfortunately, Shabbos and Yom Tif 
as days of a lack of work. That's incorrect. Shabbos and Yom Tif are days of active resting. It's not that God made the six world made the world in six days and then stopped. God made physical things on the six days and created rest. That's a creation. Rest is a creation, not just an abstaining. Hashem created rest on Shabbos. And this word is said for Yom Tif as well. I say who we have a positive commandment to rest on Yom Tif. And therefore, the positive commandment of burning the leftovers does not override the negative commandment of burning as well as the positive commandment of you must rest on this day. And that, says Rav Ashi, is uh, another stronger reason why the carbon Pesach is not permitted to the Nosar meat, flesh, and uh, the sinews and the bones. Another reason why you're not allowed to burn them on Shabbos or Yom Tif, rather they must wait for Chol HaMoed. We'll hold it here for today. Bez Hashem, pick up on uh, Matzi Shabbos at uh, 7 o'clock. Bez Hashem. All right, a good Chaydesh. Good Chaydesh. And have a wonderful Shabbos.